Uh, Spotlight sponsor is Overcomer, number one inspirational movie in America, now available for digital download. And uh, you want to get that. It's a great movie for the holidays as well. Available on Blu-ray and DVD, December 17th. Uh, film is from the Kendrick Brothers. Uh, if they're not the biggest uh, storytellers in the faith space right now, um, I don't know who is. Uh, they were headed Courageous and War Room and a bunch of other stuff. Big hits. Uh, Overcomer tells the uh, story of Coach John Harrison. Uh, his high school basketball team's state championship dreams are crushed under the weight of an unexpected news. They had this big manufacturing plant in town kind of shut down. And it made uh, it basically blew up their their chances of winning anything. He has to go coach another sport with one kid on it, and it's a disaster. And but he learns a lot about actually caring about other people instead of himself. Great mix of faith, a twist of humor, and a ton of heart. Go to OvercomerMovie.com. It's OvercomerMovie.com. Download it today or pre-order your copy of Blu-ray or DVD. It's OvercomerMovie.com. It's uh, Patton Stu in for Glenn, and we'll be there in one second. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu, you reach us at uh, 888-727-BECK. Just uh, two days before Thanksgiving now. Uh, so, short week. Should bring you some, I don't know, excitement, happiness, joy into your life. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, well, we... unless you're you know going to meet with relatives that you can't stand. Well, yes, yes. We had a, a story that I shared on Pat Gray Unleashed earlier today. Uh, a poll that said only 3% of families actually get into arguments at Thanksgiving at the table. Really? That's... that Are they likely to get into an argument? About 8% are somewhat likely. So it's up to 11% of families that might have a big knockdown drag out over politics. Oh, over politics. Over politics, okay. yeah. Because I don't think it's always about politics. No, that's probably true. I, I don't yeah. remember many uh, arguments uh, going back to when I was a kid with parents going at each other by any means. No, we but, never had that. No, I mean, it was always a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I loved our holidays. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you can see if you have one of those fights, it's really memorable, right? Like you're yes. blowing up your family for a period of time. <laughs> yes. So it kind of does maybe have a an outsized uh, place in your memory. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's – is it real that people are fighting all the time? I don't know. It might know. be more real right now because tensions are so high and because we are at each other's throats all the time. I don't know. It feels like, you know, tension and bloodshed could break out at any moment. Uh, but maybe that's just perception because we see this stuff every single day. And, you know, we get to see all the all the buffoons in the news who are – interrupting events, not letting events occur, yelling and screaming uh, their hatred for Trump. That I mean, you know, maybe it's overblown because we just see it every day. I, that is part of it, clearly, right? Yeah. You know, people who complain mm-hmm. about how awful Twitter is mm-hmm. uh, and how, you know, just terrible it is for everybody who's on it. And, uh, and then they're on it complaining about those things they're actually on twitter doing it uh and it's you you get yourself into that mode mm-hmm. it can get really ugly but when you look at the i mean even the stats show it, what is it like eight percent of people are responsible for like 75 percent of the tweets 
right? It's, oh, it's something that. ridiculous like that. Yeah. Because most people in America are not on Twitter. They're mm-hmm. certainly not on Twitter in the way that reporters are on Twitter. And that's a big part of this. I think, you know, you, you see maybe the mainstream media, um, if you're the average person, and you see a bunch of people telling you what's going on in the news who are sitting on Twitter all day reading tweets from other liberal journalists telling them how terrible Donald Trump is every day. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it flavors their reporting. Like, I mean, yeah. I, th- I think it's different than the old days where you had people who were generally liberal, however, would convince themselves they were trying to be fair. They were trying to tell the truth. And their truth, of course, always wound up being liberal, but it was, there was at least a, a, a tip of the hat to the conservative argument somewhere in the, in the story a lot of times. They've abandoned all of that oh, yeah. at circa 2016. Yep. Right? Like, they've just been like, okay, that happened. Now we can no longer hide it. We can no longer take the risk. This is too important. We have to come out and just scream at everybody every day. And it's mm-hmm. a terrible approach. It never works. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, um, you know, if you're watching a, a, a horror movie and you have that big jump scare where something jumps out in front of you mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, you, you, you're like, like legitimately jump in the theater because it is it's that big moment. And it happens once or twice in, in a great horror movie. The bad horror movies, they do it like 25 times. You know, like every single time, like the person turns around, there's a person standing there and a big loud noise. And you're like, all right, you just did that. Why is this person so scared? They're walking around their kitchen and nothing is happening. Like, this is not a scary moment. And I think that's where the American Mm -hmm. people are now on this with Trump. It's like if if the media had come out and said, look, he's the president. We're going to judge what he does. We're going to watch every day. And then, you know, when he passes tax cuts, we're going to say, you know what, it's going to help a lot of people. We're not going to lie about it and say it's all rich people getting tax cuts. And when he has a judge that comes in, we're not going to just accuse him of rape. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not going to mm-hmm. just go, hey, uh, some random person walked into our uh, lobby today and said uh, the Supreme Court nominee raped somebody. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Let's in, just believe them. Yeah. Like, you can't do those things because when you have something that you think is legitimate, and I don't think it's Ukraine, but let's just say at some point Trump does something that is impeachable. It's possible. It's you know, it's it's rare, but it's possible. Um, if he were to do something that was on that level, would anyone be won over by the argument from these people who've been telling us that you know every single thing the guy has done since he walked into office was impeachable? Yeah, you can't. Uh, it's, it's like in, Chicken Little. Yeah, you're. Screaming that the sky is falling all the time when it's not falling. That's what the Democrats have done. And uh, hopefully people are seeing that because, and I think they are, the impeachment uh, polls lately have been going toward Trump now. They're starting to think that this is, you know, the Democrats don't have any evidence. And they don't. And so uh, the polls are really tightening up for the president right now on this impeachment situation anyway. Yeah, uh, and I think... they've kind of shot their best bullets already on this one, right? I mean, yeah. they, they came out with their best yep. witnesses. Their, what, this is this was the best version of their case. They didn't have to allow anybody, any pushback from Republican witnesses. Uh, they just decided to go for it. And, you know, I, look, they're going to probably impeach him because they have control and they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be very surprised if they went through this whole charade without actually getting an impeachment out of it. So they can at least tell their AOC f- fans, you know, look, we did something. 
Yeah, we tried. Outside of that, I don't know. I I mean, there's certainly at this point nothing that's going to even come close to removal. So no way. Get out of this. I mean, I, I. I think they're starting to sense it might actually hurt them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there was this story earlier this week, too. Well, like yesterday, that uh, that they're getting cold feet. Some of them seem yeah. to be getting cold feet on the whole impeachment process. More patents, too, for Glenn. Coming up in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I needed new blinds. I knew I could save a ton of money if I put them in myself. But I was nervous about measuring right and then installing them. That's why I went to Blinds.com. I'd heard their ads on the radio, how they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. But I still had to install them. So I called in my design consultant, Carla. She talked me through it all, from picking the right blinds to installing them. Plus, the online design consultation was free. Samples were free. Shipping was free. My home looks perfect. Huge Black Friday savings are happening now at Blinds.com with up to 50% off blinds, shades, plantation shutters, and more. You heard that right. Up to half off. Go to Blinds.com now through November 29th for huge Black Friday savings and up to 50% off. Plus, get an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. That's up to 50% off absolutely everything. Plus, an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K patent stew for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You got an Epstein update here? Yeah, because look, there is a lot of divisiveness in this country today, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going to come around the Thanksgiving table and maybe get you know, get into some arguments. But there's one thing that we can all come together on, which is that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Exactly. I think we all <laughs> could recognize that one central truth, and. Mm-hmm. and I mean, I joke a little, but I mean, it is now, uh, it's coming, it's showing up in polls now. I bet. This is going to be a thing. Like, <laughs> this is going to be a thing that we all believe soon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, and, and we went back and forth a little bit about this uh, earlier, and I, I don't, it, there's not really, like, evidence per se that, that he there's didn't There's a lot kill of circumstantial himself. It's just so suspicious. It is. Yeah. So suspicious. You the can't guy, deny it's yeah, suspicious. You have to, right? Like, listen yeah. to the way this is written. This, uh, I think, I don't remember who, I don't have the uh, source here in front of me. But 45% of Americans baselessly believe that Jeffrey Epstein was murdered, according to a Baselessly? Wait, wait a minute. Baselessly? I mean, look, I, wow. am, I don't like conspiracy theories at all. Yeah. I like seeing the evidence. And even with this one, like, there's, there are a lot of people that would are acting in ways that don't make sense if you're trying to cover up a murder. There's a lot of people who are totally unrelated to this saying things that are not consistent uh, or don't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It, why would they be involved in a cover-up? Like, it doesn't... It's a very far-ranging thing. And, and I keep coming back to the idea that if you wanted to kill Jeffrey Epstein, you had 10 years of this guy just walking around Miami, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he was very available to kill and he was, he had a private island. You could have just showed up when he was there, <laughs> right? Like there's a lot of ways to kill Jeffrey Epstein that are much easier than waiting until he is in a cell. Well, Bill was on the plane with him 26, 26 times. times. <laughs> he could have killed him right, him right there. Right uh, <laughs> but <laughs> this is a survey monkey, uh, um, uh, poll. And I think the idea of 
baselessly here is just you're pushing it with mm-hmm. that, right? Like the cameras are out. Two guards fall asleep. The guy was on a suicide watch and then pulled off of it so he could commit suicide. His cellmate was taken out of mm-hmm. the cell just hours before this happened. The guards never check him, despite the fact that they were supposed to do that every 15 minutes. I mean, there's so many things. They didn't have the paper sheets they're supposed to have that tear away instead of, you know, strangle somebody. So, I mean, how many things came together to allow him to commit suicide? It is suspicious. It is suspicious. You can't deny it's at least suspicious. I, I Right. I mean, there, I, there's not a lot of conspiracy theories uh, that I buy into mm-hmm. but we all have our like little pet I think so, theory yeah. right? right like i feel like there's some and this mm-hmm. is what i think is going to be a big one for a lot of people i mean we're up to half of america already that believe it yeah. which is fast they need to do a really thorough report and convince the american people if mm-hmm. this was not something more than suicide you really need to walk people through it i think because yeah. it just think so doesn't seem possible 34 percent um believe this in august so it's gone from 34 to 45 Wow. In only a couple of months. Uh, only 16% believe he died by suicide. That's down wow. from 33%. So it's been cut in half. Wow. And, <laughs> it really, and the remainder is they're not sure? Um, so 45, yeah. mm-hmm. 16. 39% unsure. That, wow. According to the poll. Dang, that's that's a high percentage of unsure, too. Yeah, well, look, none of us were there. Yeah. None of us have read the report beginning to end. I mean, obviously, some media people have done it, but generally speaking, no one. It's just, it's one of those things that just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, my chosen conspiracy theory, my little pet one, which I I turned out to be seemingly true, at least uh, in a book that came out uh, last year, was the, the whole John Roberts, Obamacare, he changed his mind at the last second and rewrote it, and it was... Uh, he was supposed to be on on the side of the conservative argument and last minute switched. It does seem like that one was actually true. Mm. Now, there's, you know, the, the extension of that theory is that he did it for some illicit reason, like he was hiding some secret. I tend to think it was more of a situation. Or there was something about his daughter, right? I don't uh, remember there? if that was it. Yeah, it was something yeah, where they're basically something. saying, like, you know, he got blackmailed into yeah. changing it. I right. don't know if I believe that part of it, but I did believe that he... He changed it at the last second for some reason, and the reporting now is that he changed it kind of like like maintain the, the yeah the, he's trying to uh, maintain his legacy yeah, his or legacy whatever. like I, I mean right. it was uh, right it's lame and something that a Supreme Court justice should never do I mean exactly I, 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 talk about impeachment uh, there's a much better case for Roberts than there is for Trump in yep. my mind because it, but that's the type of stuff you shouldn't be doing I mean he basically voted against what he believed was constitutional to trade out a you know a, a favor later on like he tried mm-hmm. to convince liberals to vote with him so he changed his opinion so they'd come along and it didn't look too partisan Ooh, okay, okay. What do you, no they never care about that when's the last time a leftist cared about what was part what looked partisan they never, never do right they never do right so um you know that one i don't know you know if that's even a conspiracy theory anymore but this one is it's just one of those things uh, that I think almost everybody believes is way too suspicious. Even if you are completely fine, okay, yeah, he killed himself. Because look, the guy there's a lot of reasons for the guy to kill himself. Here's a guy who lived his entire life, you know, 
following, you know, receiving every little pleasure he wanted from every little illegal person uh, or illegal uh, act that he uh, could have uh, maintained it from. And now he's in a jail cell. He can't do anything. His life is obviously over. He's not getting out of that cell. It's over. He's disgraced. He's disgraced completely, Mm -hmm. which is bizarre because really he did the things that he was caught for. uh, You know, he's being disgraced for long ago. And he went and he went Mm -hmm. through the whole uh, the whole situation then came through on the other side of of prison, which wasn't really prison. He was he was in his own private wing of a, 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 a jail by himself. And then he was able to leave for 12 hours a day, six days a week to go to work. So that's not really prison. Okay? That's, not, <laughs> that's, really not. that's not prison. No, it's not. But he was able to continue this lifestyle. And we don't know how many women, you know, he was, he was with. But we do know that, like, when he, he had, this is after, um, and women is not the right word. Uh, I, should, I, I, should, I should note women not the right word in this particular context. But he was, you know, he was sleeping with all these girls. He got caught, went to jail. Then got out, finally cleared himself of all these huge punishments. Because, I mean, you know, when you, when you wind up uh, luring 30, 40, 50 high school girls for, to, you know, for sex to your home, I mean, you figure private wing, leaving all the time, you know, in, the, in what, a year or so. It's about right for a punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. But he continues to, like, for example, he continues, has, has reporters over for interviews to his house in new york and who answers the door like a teenage girl 19 year old girls yeah. from like the eastern block yeah like it's, this is not a good amazing story yeah. Yeah. it's a, it's amazing i mean he was a bad dude triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k more patents too for glenn coming up just 60 seconds if you've been thinking about home security there is no better time to get it than right now and this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24 7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster. Home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security. But you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. And Stu for Glenn. Um, another thing about Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein is, uh, at least according to a journalist who I was reading uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think this journalist was from New York Magazine. Uh, yeah, this this is one of the stories that I I read as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he went over to his house, his mansion in New York, and I think that's the one where the 19 year old opened the door right yeah. and showed him in. <laughs> this was in 2008 or nine. It was after his initial problems. Yeah, it was later than that. I think maybe even later than yeah. that. Yeah. And so he went in and interviewed 
Epstein for hours. I mean, the guy gave him access to the house. He he looked all around. He wanted him to write his autobiography. Right. Or, uh, he wanted, you know, yeah. you know ghost write his Which autobiography. Which I don't think he did, wound up happening. No, he said no. But Epstein, <laughs> he said Epstein was completely open about it and completely unrepentant about it. Yep. And he, he just acknowledged, yeah, I like young girls. And he just didn't think it was wrong. He said, well, they used to do this all the time. Well, yeah, they used to do a yeah, lot of things they, all the time. They used uh-huh. to burn people at the stake, too. Don't I don't do think that that's a good anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not exactly a great argument. I mean, the, it's the not. World history is but not. But he didn't hide it. No. From the journalist, at least. He tried to make a point of, like, look, you know, this is normal in, in a lot of cultures, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not a big deal, and I, n- I never did anything uh, that they didn't consent to. Well, we have late age of consent. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, <laughs> uh, where you have to be, you cannot consent when you're 12. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing you could do. Not possible. Not legally possible. Right. Uh, you know, it's it's like, let's say you just want to one day say you're black when you're white. That's not possible. Let's say you <laughs> want to say you're a boy when you're a girl. Not possible. Becoming increasingly possible somehow. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just make these things come true. There are yeah. laws. There's no way to consent when you're 12 years old to a four-year-old. That's not a thing. It's, I'm glad it's not a thing. It's one of those uh, one of those situations we should con- keep, keep intact, I feel like. Because of the den- denial of some of the other things you just mentioned, maybe one day it will be a thing. I mean, they, oh, I, yeah. they're going to try to do- knock down that taboo as well. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it happen in a bunch of... If you look at the far-left publications, you will see... Wasn't it Salon that was writing Salon all the articles did a bunch about of pedophiles? Them. Yeah. And how, you know, they're misunderstood or whatever. Yeah, misunderstood, and, uh-huh. and, and as long as they don't act on it. But, like, oh. it'll go further and further to the point where yeah. eventually it'll be... They it'll are be certainly attempting to normalize it. I mean, and, and, it, and it feels weird because you... It's like it's like if you're looking at someone you you live with every day and they're losing or gaining weight... And you might not notice it every day, but after someone who hasn't seen them in a year, they come by and they're like, oh my gosh, look at this fatso. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. I know that because yes. people say it to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, me too. <laughs> but it's, it's mm. what happened. I mean, if we go back just to like, the, let's say the Romney election year, mm-hmm. and, you'd be, and you would be told that basically every mainstream media source will tell you that it is completely real, that you can just identify as the other gender— there's no way anyone would have believed us in this audience. No. Well, there, there's no way. No way. And we wouldn't have believed it either. It's not like we predict. I mean, like, you know, you could see this stuff coming. But and like, that was how, 2012. That was 2012. It happens so fast. Wow. I mean, yeah. the things that they prepare you for, they, they just culturally move them. And all of a sudden, all the standards, all the things that you used to believe are gone. Everything that was solid is liquid one day. And you're like, wow, how the hell did that happen? And then you're getting booted off social media just for saying the thing that was everyone knew was true <laughs> just a couple years ago. Yep. Incredible. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from CBDistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive, like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, 
You should. But where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust CBDistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to CBDistillery.com and enter relief for 20% off. Again, enter relief for 20% off at CBDistillery.com. CBDistillery.com. Dispensing facts to help you defend the issues that matter. Glenn TV, weeknights at 5 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe now at blazetv.com using promo code Glenn. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, apparently, Bernie's released some details about his tax proposal. Yeah. We I, talked about Elizabeth Warren yesterday at her 500, no, 158%. It was all it was. It's not 500%. Just 158% of everything you make. And to be clear, 500% is a little too high. That's excessive. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, more than your fair share. Yeah. 158% though. That's oh, reasonable. I think it's too low personally. Uh because mm-hmm. these bastard billionaires shouldn't even exist. Right? How about the time that they were like uh they had Tom Steyer on the stage and mm-hmm. and they tried to goad an argument out of the candidates. They're like, "You know, uh Elizabeth Warren says that uh billionaires should not even exist and Bernie Sanders says billionaires should not even exist. Tom Steyer, how do you feel about that?" <laughs> uh I too believe that billionaires should exist. It's like, oh, shut what? up, you wuss. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, oh, that's man. just pathetic. Uh, but Bernie <laughs> is a guy who's going to fund these plans, and he's and he's honest about it. Mm-hmm. But we know that Bernie is going to make sure that the rich are paying for this. Because Finally. how much money do you need? You know what Thank I mean? You. And, yeah. and, and, you know, we, we say the rich, and sometimes that's a little difficult to define because it's not there's not a number you put on that. But Bernie was well willing to actually put a number on it yesterday. Uh, and he told you about the tax that's going to hit uh, you um, if but you happen to be rich. Probably not like the, you, because right. the number is so high that how many Americans are going to be included in this tax? Oh, I mean, it's, it's top one percent of the top one percent of the top one percent of the top one percent. Yeah, it's just I, I, that's, when you hear the figure, you're going to laugh because yeah. you're going to realize that yeah, I could work my whole me. life and yeah, never and earn not, that much money. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's Bernie explaining his plan. Okay. What we will do, what we will do is have a 4% tax on income exempting the first $29,000. All right, good. Wait, what? You're better at arithmetic than I am. Mm -hmm. Because what that means Uh, is if you are that average family in the middle Mm -hmm. who makes $60,000 a year, that means Uh, we're going to tax you on $31,000 at 4%. There you go. So So don't worry about it because you're... It's only the wealthiest. Yep. Ninety three percent of of Americans. Right. Exactly. And you're probably, if you're listening to the show right now, what are the odds that you happen to be in the wealthiest ninety three percent? I mean, it's. I mean, if you make twenty nine thousand yeah, dollars, you can you can afford to to shave a little money off. You're of not that. even going to miss that four percent. You won't miss it. And you probably like if you're sitting in your car right now, you're like, I don't even know what it would be like to earn twenty nine thousand dollars a year. It's too well, much money. I mean, you've got a Bugatti. Right. You've got a Porsche. Probably a Lamborghini. A Lamborghini, yeah. a couple yachts. You live in a 50,000 um, square foot home. Yeah. 
Yeah, probably on a hill well, somewhere. Maybe forty thousand. It depends maybe. at what area. If you're in Southern California, you could probably only afford forty thousand square yeah, feet. Yeah. Uh, but if you maybe you're in the middle of the country, you get fifty thousand. I mean, think about that. That's twenty nine thousand dollars. Yeah. Think about that. If you could go to the bank, you could pull all that twenty nine thousand out. <laughs> you could lay it all out with individual ones. It would stack super high, uh, maybe to the whole I'll ceiling. I'll bet it'd be over an inch. I'll bet it'd be over an inch high. Maybe that stack of bills. Maybe. <laughs> and I mean. Now, when you're raking all this cash in, I would uh-huh. like, if you are the type of person out there and you live this lifestyle, if you make over $29,000 a year, I would love to hear your story. Because I, <laughs> I used to love Robin Leach doing lifestyles, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah. And they would just go in and they'd just be like, look at this whole house is marble. And then they have a slide to get down to their car. And These people make a whopping $29,000 a year. I remember he said that how many times? Oh. And you're like, oh every my gosh, week. imagine if I could grow every up and, and, and get to that level. You know, you would just be like, I'm so rich. I actually want more taxes because I am having an issue counting my money yeah it just it just yeah. piles up so fast and the guilt factor that you've oh, taken yeah. so much from society well, at some point you, ha- you, you, you made have, enough money you made enough money mm-hmm. it's true and we've heard that many times yes so if you happen to be one of these spectacular <laughs> people among us that earn over over twenty nine thousand dollars a year we'd love to hear your story of wealth but beyond that i think the truth here is that Bernie uh, is at least being honest. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. Can you imagine though. the balls? Twenty nine. Now you're exempt if you make twenty nine thousand. Twenty nine thousand. That's the cutoff point. And that means that this tax wow. will hit literally everyone who is not in poverty. <laughs> yes. That is like legitimately what yes. happens here. It's the poverty line. Probably 29,000 is probably the poverty line. May very line. well be close the to it. In some, it yeah. in some, like in California, in New York, it's probably more than that. Yeah, it varies because, you know, it also varies on how many kids you have yeah. and whether you're married and all these different things. But it's right around, uh, it's right around uh, here. Uh, and then that, like that, I will say, I do give him credit for actually blurting that out. Yeah. You I know, $29,000 a year, this tax will hit you. And you'll be paying more and more and more and more and more and more to the federal government until basically they just have the whole thing. And that's just his wealth tax, right? That's, that's just no, four- I think that was for um, the uh, health care stuff. So he's going to take, he's going to give you, um, it's four, so four percent. There, there's a four percent tax. It's actually four. Uh, for health care, right? So they just take that out of your check and it goes into the health care. And then... Coffers. And then what that does for you is, of course, you get to wait in line a really long time for your surgeries. Yes. Which is nice. You get yes. a place in line, though. You're guaranteed a place in line. Now, you might not ever get to the surgery. You may die before the surgery. Well, you might. But you're in line. Yeah. And what else but are they supposed it, to sometimes do? Sometimes it only takes nine, ten months to get the surgery, though, that you need. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You can't Don't wait nine or ten months. This is, this is what, what's happening in this country. People are making $29,000 a year. They're all spoiled. And there are some services... I was told by the uh, by my uh, surgeon who did my neck surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, see, well, God, he probably makes to me. I don't think he makes twenty nine thousand no, for no that way. job, but no he probably way. makes a good fifteen. But I think fifteen to sixteen thousand wow. ish. Mm-hmm. You know, but he said he was saying if because I started with uh, the injections, you know, to kind of calm it down and stuff. Yeah, and it works for a few minutes, but then after a while, it goes away. But anyway, he was saying now if you lived in Canada. You couldn't even get it. They don't even offer it. 
They don't offer the you, injections. You can't do it. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta go directly to surgery immediately, even though the injection would be a heck of a lot cheaper and easier to do. And they, but they don't they don't do it. Wow. So you just suffer until you can get surgery, and that's scheduled off you know six months in advance. Yeah. Look, I mean that's nuts. It's it's ridiculous. And you know the twenty nine thousand dollar thing is an incredible line. I mean, look, you, you work your ass off for. I, I've worked many years for less than twenty nine thousand uh, dollars. You know, you, good, doing good solid work uh, is a is a great thing, and there's nothing to be ashamed of for making twenty nine thousand dollars a year. You certainly shouldn't be attacked for it, though. No, you know, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be attacked for having uh, for being so wealthy that you're making twenty nine thousand dollars a year. That's ridiculous. And the the idea that this is the solution to our healthcare wow. problems is a real is a real issue. There's a place in um, in Oklahoma uh, that does. Uh, they decided to just kind of just change the way medicine is done, and we talk about this free market healthcare thing all the time, but it never comes to fruition. Well, they decided to just do it. So it was a couple doctors. Uh, one, the main guy is an anesthesiologist, and they started this surgery center, and they now post. All of the prices for their surgery online. You go to their website. All right, this is this one's three thousand dollars. That's how much it costs. They don't take any insurance. They don't deal with it at all. You have to go in and you have to pay for it. Hmm. However, you know exactly what it costs. Right? You know, and it's much cheaper than the hmm. other places around are um, are charging. They don't jack up prices to try to get insurance money. They don't do any of that. They just and they have a highly qualified people who come in and do these things and they do them well. Are and, they doing well? And they're doing it? really well with it. They're doing really well with it. In fact, it, I I, uh, I think it's been open for uh, you know fifteen or eighteen years now. Wow! Um, uh, and they have not raised their prices since they opened. Their that's, prices are the same. That's pretty when they amazing. Opened. Wow! Think about that. And here's something that it's in the real world. It's actually happening. It's working. Is it dominating the conversation even for conservatives? No. Why? Instead, we're talking about, well, look, of course we have to keep all of these big programs that already exist, but let's not slightly expand them yeah. or really, really expand them. That's the the debate. Oh, we're going to keep all, like Obamacare. Like, remember there was a time. Do you guys remember this? When Republicans said getting rid of Obamacare was a priority? <laughs> When's the last yeah. time you heard anybody say that? 2016. Now it's all, oh, well, of course we have to keep that. But what we'd like to do is do this slight improvement here and there and try to change this or that. Uh-huh. What, you know, what happened? Instead, now these th- it's everything we said about Obamacare is coming true. It, first of all, it hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Second of all, and we know, by the way, it was we more know, expensive. It's more expensive. And we know. It, it doesn't work because every single Democrat who is running for president against it, they're all saying how bad it is that we have to improve it. Now, they don't say it in those words, but they all have plans to double and triple the size of it mm-hmm. or uh, change it completely. So we know they don't think it's working. We also told you that was coming. Yep. Uh, that was the next step, in mm-hmm. fact, is that... It's a Trojan horse. It's a Trojan horse. Well, it's not really a Trojan horse, is it? We're just saying it's right there. It's right there. We're telling you. That's what the architect of the plan said. Yes, <laughs> and nobody believed it, and I it, guess. It a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, and now we're to a point where it has changed from a an issue that was uh, very unpopular for Democrats to one that is now part of what we have. We can't take it away from the people who need it. 
Mm-hmm. It's no longer a, a thing where Republicans are even saying it needs to go away. What they're saying is, well, look, it's there and we can't get rid of it, but we can improve you know, this 1% of it. That's what happens with these entitlements. It, it becomes, as soon as people start getting it, then it becomes part of society, part of our social contract, which I don't remember signing. Right. And it is something that dominates. Just like Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, there were, at the time, lots of conservatives who pointed out, hey, Social Security, that just sounds like a giant redistribution of wealth program. Yeah, it's socialism. And at at, at its very best, it sounds like the government forcing you to save and I love the fact that uh, Democrats now say, well, Republicans were saying back back then that it was socialism. Yeah. Yeah, because right. it was. And it is. And people might have gotten used to it now. And so even some Republicans love it now. because oh. oh, it's very popular, these programs. Yeah. Well, well, of course, of course you, they are. You made it part of their life. The average person gets more than two times the amount that they put in out of Social Security. And Medicare is even worse. I mean, Medicare is absolutely the main thing bankrupting this country right now. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it, the fact that they don't even means test it, uh, that Bill Gates can get Medicare if he wants is completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We all understand that there's a good motivation behind that program, but maybe if you didn't take our money our entire lives uh, and spent it on on crap, we'd be able to pay for our own retirement. We'd be able to pay for our own insurance after we retire. You know, instead we have these programs, and I think a completely underrated worst president of all time nominee is Lyndon Johnson. Um, never gets never gets the attention he deserves at, when you talk about the worst presidents in, in U.S. history. But he deserves uh, uh, that title. Or he's at definitely least, down there. Yeah, he's definitely down there. Yeah, he um, is. And he, he created all these programs that are that are creating all this debt. And now we have Democrats creating even more programs that will double and triple down on these ideas that didn't mm-hmm. work. And Republicans barely bring it up anymore. I mean, when's the, you do not hear... Republicans make arguments about debt and deficit anymore. No, you don't. It's just not a thing right now. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Because if these things actually mattered to us, and, and I know we've made these arguments. I know people in these in, in the audience are making these arguments all the time. But, uh, you know, if you didn't believe it then, and you were making mm-hmm. the arguments, then you're just playing the same crappy brand of politics that every politician plays. If you, if you care about... The debt and the deficit, people in Washington right now deserve heat for it because they're not addressing it at all. At all. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You've heard me talk about Mike Lindell. He's the inventor of my pillow and how his pillow has given me the gift of great sleep. Well, he has rolled something else out now for us to try, and I've been using them, and they are great. His latest are amazing towels. Now, towels aren't something you think about often, but these towels I think you're going to love. They're a game changer. You have helped build my pillow into an incredible company. Today, Mike Lindell would like to not only give you a great night's sleep, but also say thank you. Mike is now changing the game with his new six-piece towel 
set. The set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent and yet really, really, really soft. And the set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths for 30% off. If you use the promo code BACK, remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials to get 30% off this six-piece towel set, as well as deep discounts on all of their other MyPillow products. Enter the promo code BACK or call 800-966-3117 for the great radio specials. Well, that super ultra right-wing oh. conservative mm. Supreme Court again oh. uh, struck again <laughs> and allowed a prominent climate scientist to pursue a defamation lawsuit against a conservative magazine and a think tank that compared him to a convicted child molester. So um, here goes. Uh, they're just so conservative. So conservative. These justices. Actually, they didn't really rule on it. They just said they're not going to hear it. They're not going to hear the case. Right. I mean, like, th- there's no way you can win this lawsuit, can you? I mean, it's I don't so, think so ridiculous. But, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't even be able to. I, I guess you could sue for whatever you want, and maybe that's kind of the standard. Maybe. Um, but comparing someone to something? Yeah. Th- that's not a lawsuit. That's not a lawsuit. It's not. No. It's not. And But they're doing it. Um, Is it Michael ju- Mann? It's, yeah. Of course. It okay. is Michael Mann. Michael Mann, uh, well known for his litigious nature. Uh, reportedly, He's the one allegedly. that came up with the hockey stick yes. theory, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and what are they, is it, um, is this the National Review? They're going after National Review, and yes. what, what's the Competitive other one? Competitive Enterprise Institute. CEI, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this is, you know, in my opinion. Is, Thank you, uh, yes. yeah, There you go. In my opinion, is just a way to intimidate people to, to get in line, right? If you, if, you, mm-hmm. if you can figure out a way to sue people into silence. Well, and that's what they, they want to do. That's your what work. they desperately want to do, because they can't, they can't afford to have any pushback on their nonsense because it is just that a lot of it is just nonsense i mean you can't get them to tell you where's the catastrophe here where is that occurring i see weather events that have always happened i don't see the catastrophic weather necessarily i mean we do have floods we do have tornadoes we have hurricanes but we also have charts that show that they're not increasing right i mean it's there's a lot of scary stuff out there uh, but it's amazing how the media maintains this idea that it's the right wing that's fear mongering. Like it's, yeah. it's us, right? right? You're saying yes. the whole earth is basically going to catch on fire. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, this half hour brought to you by uh, Keeps. Losing your hair? Oh, man. Not fun. No, it's not. Not fun at all. It's the worst. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you can sit there and whine about it, or you can try to do something about it. What can I do? Well, you could go to Keeps. Keeps has actual, not like tree bark in like a, in a can. It's yeah. like actual med- medication. <laughs> uh, it's not by tree real bark? doctors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, <laughs> uh, it addresses this hormone DHT. And it is, uh, you know, one of the things they talk about causing sort of the male pattern baldness situation, which everyone loves so much, especially if you happen to be a male. 
and part of a pattern. Mm. Uh, Keeps uh, has the generic versions of these two FDA-approved hair products. Which is why you can afford it. Yeah, very, very. Uh, 90% uh, effective and uh, affordable. So get started with uh, with Keeps. Uh, you can you can you don't have to talk. You don't have uncomfortable conversations. You can do it online. It's a great way of doing it. Uh, Keeps, you can save your hair without ever leaving your couch. Answer a few questions. Uh, you know, do the whole thing. A licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right uh, course of action. 50% off your first order. Go to Keeps.com com slash stay save it's keeps.com slash save the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenbeck program featuring uh patents do for glenn this week uh triple eight 727-B-E-C-K. You know, Glenn was talking about uh, the George Soros Initiative, where they're doing the civil society in places all over the world, kind of sponsored by our State Department, Mm -hmm. and um, bringing revolution to countries all over. Well, coincidentally, there are a lot of revolutions kind of taking place right now. A lot of discontent and upheaval all over the planet all of a sudden. From Chile to Sudan... Lebanon to Colombia, uh, mounting anger and frustration, and uh, people are sick of what's going on. But, for instance, in Chile, they were upset that uh, that the subway prices went up. Four cents. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Four cents. Yeah, you can't. I mean, come on. Well, I mean, four cents. That's ridiculous. Remember, these are not. A, this is not a society filled with people making twenty nine thousand dollars a year. That is true. But you, you know? would think would a four cent price increase trigger a revolution? A revolution? Not normally. Yeah, we've come a long way from like uh, uh, Archduke Ferdinand being killed. <laughs> yes. Now it's like, ah, four cents. Four All cents. Right. No, Don't get your gun. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> get the pitchforks. <laughs> I mean, this stuff builds on each uh, on itself, though, right? Like, there's yeah. a million problems they have with their government, and then there's that one little thing that lights the fire. And as Glenn would point out, a lot of times when that fire is lit, the structure's there to make it into a revolution. Right. And that's where the civil society thing comes in. Uh, in Colombia, tens of thousands of Colombians upset with their president. Economic inequality took to the streets um, amid growing unrest in all of South America. Uh, in Iraq, more than 300 people, including at least 13 just Sunday, have died during demonstrations that have gripped Baghdad uh, and Shiite Muslim-dominated provinces since October 1st. 300 people dead in that unrest. Um, they're upset with with the hike in oil prices uh, and gas in their country. In Lebanon, what started as a protest against, against a tax on WhatsApp. So this is about an app. They're taxing your app, basically tax, taxing texts. Yeah, uh, essentially. WhatsApp is a, yeah, just a communication app if you don't happen to use it well that morphed into four million people uh taking to the streets last month four million people took to the streets because of the tax on the app and this is a a, an undersold part of big government and socialism in particular because the same types of things have happened in venezuela and it's like well venezuela would say okay well we're taking over the oil industry because we're socialist so they take over the oil Mm -hmm. industry 
it starts to kind of fall apart. And what's their answer to that? Well, they say, well, what we're going to do is lower prices on oil, <coughs> gas, so that people can afford it. And they continue to do it, which mm-hmm. leads to the infrastructure breaking down because they don't have enough money to actually run the thing. And it gets down to the point where, like, I know relatively recently, gas in Venezuela was like 12 cents a gallon. Right, yeah. It was like legitimately 12 cents a gallon. So it was like water. Like, no, I mean, unfortunately, they didn't have water to drink, but it was almost like water. And it's been like that for a long time. And it's been like that and for a long time. And took it for granted. And here's the thing. Once you get it down that low, just like we were talking about last hour with entitlements and Obamacare, you can't raise it. So right. when it comes to the point where right. now it is a, you know, it's so low that you can't afford it because the economy is shaken apart in other ways or whatever it is, you can't bring that money up or you get this. Your four cent rise in the subway causes a revolution. Mm-hmm. So it, it becomes a situation where all they can do is target business owners and target the wealthy and target anybody who will keep them in power for another day. And that's why you wind up a lot of times with a bunch of people dying because either you either have to suppress this type of revolution or you lose your country and people uh, socialists who are all about government power don't want to risk these things Mm -hmm. they want to stay in power at all costs so why not take out a few couple a few few million people to make sure that that happens it becomes a rational decision in their minds yeah um, and it's scary because you're, it is happening all over the world. And you have outsiders stoking the flame. Mm-hmm. You're just, uh, and so it's going on in the Sudan as well, uh, in Iran. I mean, all over the, all over the planet, uh, this is starting, things are breaking down and, uh, you know, you've got opportunists taking advantage of all of that. And it's, it's becoming kind of a dangerous situation. Well, it's a tough it's a tough thing to manage, right? Yeah. If if you can't manage the Obamacare website, I'm not sure you're going to be able to manage <laughs> multiple revolutions around the world. Really? Right? Like huh. it just yeah. doesn't seem. I mean, you've had a long time to figure the post office thing out, <laughs> and you know the DMV and all the standard complaints yes. with government that people have. The fact that you think you can monitor and micromanage other revolutions in different cultures all around the world. It's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security Period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security, but you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Patents due for Glenn this week. 888 727 BECK. 
You can follow uh, uh, me at Pat uh, at uh, World of Stew, and you're at Pat Unleashed, I believe. On exactly, Twitter. yes. Uh, you should watch mm-hmm. uh, Pat Gray Unleashed and listen as well. Uh, every you download every the morning. podcast if you want. If you missed the show this morning, uh, which immediately precedes this one, you can always do that wherever you get your podcast. Maxine Waters is an interesting character. We love her because she oh, gives us great. incredible amounts of material. I mean, she's <laughs> basically a, a fountain of youth for talk radio material. <laughs> she, can, No matter what you have, you can always say, what did Maxine say yesterday? It's always going to be something dumb. You always have that there. You can always find whatever it is, and you can do an entire show about it. So here is Maxine. This is uh, the most recent example. She's talking about Ben Carson, and I believe it was MSNBC. Listen. Well, you know, I sent him a letter and he sent me a letter, you know, claiming that I had no manners, etc. I basically said to my staff, I really don't have time to be bothered with somebody who doesn't know the difference between R-E-O and O-E-O. I mean, you know, this guy just doesn't have uh, the background, the capability, uh, the intelligence to do the job. He doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. He doesn't care about this issue. He rises to the occasion to basically support this president uh, any opportunity mm. that he gets and so I'm going to be so happy when they're all out of here they're hurting <laughs> yeah. our country they're undermining yeah. our democracy and they're being very yeah. destructive and I hope the American people can see so. that if we allow this president and his cabinet to yeah. get away with what they're doing mm. they will be destroying you yep. know the presidency uh, and that office forever oh my gosh She's... I'm sorry is she calling a black man stupid she does. She is a black neurosurgeon. Wow. She's calling a neurosurgeon. They're right. Stupid. Huh. That's a fascinating, fascinating claim. Now, Ben Carson, you could say you don't like the his policies. Uh-huh. You can say you don't, don't like, like his demeanor. He, maybe yeah. he's a little too sleepy for you. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> but not intelligent? But not intelligent. Come on. That does not compute, especially from someone like Maxine Waters. How many dumb neurosurgeons do you know? Oh, tons. <laughs> i tell you, man. I, if I've seen one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of the, one of the fastest growing uh, segments of our population are dumb neurosurgeons. Yes. People don't know that. <laughs> They're all over the place. Just doing their neurosurgery in a dumb way. That's what they do. Every day they wake up and, mm-hmm. and just go in there and they and they just do a complicated neurosurgery. Just messing like around in your brain yeah. and they're too stupid to know <laughs> which parts of the brain to connect or I, remove. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, base. If you've ever, you know, if you ever watched The Simpsons, <laughs> Ben Carson's basically Doctor Nick. He's the guy who comes out and he just, he just kind of fumbles his way through all the surgeries, and and it's just, it's just loving and hilarious. Oh, <laughs> oh, you've paralyzed me! Ah ha ha! That's Ben Carson. Now it's weird because I've seen he's won all these awards uh-huh. and done all these incredible things that no one had ever done before in the field, but he's basically just a moron. And I guess he just lucked his way into fixing all those people. <laughs> what a great and, story. And separating Siamese twins <laughs> right. at the brain. I mean, how hard I is mean, that, though? You need scissors. Hard. What's the big deal? I mean, You anybody. put scissors in between them, and you, and you, you. cut. And you cut. I don't know. I mean, I, how hard could it be? This <laughs> 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 just is a moron. Any moron could do that. You get you go you go to Home Depot. You uh-huh. get some hedge clippers. Right. And you just snip. And you use them. Snip, snip, snip. Done. And, and then they're separated. And you say, nurse, sew them back up. Yeah. <laughs> Because I bet he's not even doing the sewing. You're I bet right. he's not. I bet he's not. He's, you put it. You got a little sewing machine. You put their heads under there. You, you press yeah. the pedal. I don't know how it works exactly, but <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's just like any moron could do it. 
It's not so, that big of a deal. Right. I, so she makes a really good point there, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and she's made a lot of really good points over right. the years, though. As far as I'm concerned, the tea party can go straight to hell. Yeah. They say right. to me all the time, you appear to be angry. If you're black and American, you're not a little bit mad, you crazy. Stop yeah. sending mm. those dog whistles to white supremacists. Today Supremist. we declare... Supremist. We're not taking it anymore. This liberal <laughs> will be all about Uh-oh. socializing. Uh, so, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, um, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I said the uh, will be about. Will be about, about something else. Something else. Um, something else. Um, what is the word? What is the word? What is the basically, word? Basically. Basically. Taking over. Taking over. And, and the government the running government. all of your companies. Keep <laughs> <laughs> your nasty comments away from us. We're rallying okay. and mm-hmm. we're protesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't intimidate us. You okay. don't scare us. We're going to fight against you and your policies. We're going to struggle. We're going to do everything necessary to show you okay. you cannot take this country down the path that you think you're going to take it down. Uh, right. Don't ever let me see mm-hmm. again in life yeah. those Republicans in our hall, mm-hmm. on our screens, Uh-oh. talking about anything. Right. <laughs> That's a okay. pretty restricted. These are yeah. demons. <laughs> They're demons. Demons. Okay. Literally demonizing. These uh, are legislators who are George. destroying this country. Man. Where? So she's she's she knows. Wait, are they demons or are they legislators trying to destroy <laughs> the country? I feel like those are two moderately different things. She's she is one of these people that uh, just uh opens the mouth and about um, two minutes after she's done speaking, tries to figure out what she's saying. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no plan going in. You know, it's like, no. it's like, you know, it's like Ben Carson with his neurosurgery. He doesn't know what he's doing when he goes in there. <laughs> I, yeah. He just starts cutting, just as start, we mentioned. Start cutting things and connecting tubes and see right. what happens. <laughs> you know, does a person walk afterwards? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. That's that's Ben Carson, the guy. Just you know, he just mm. is just a haphazard guy when it comes to his neurosurgery i mean it's, it's unbelievable crazy. it is and, and what, one, one really interesting uh clip that you played there was maxine waters and she does this all the time saying essentially um well uh, they always call black people angry um and and that's of course we should be angry but there's that sort of undercurrent there of if you call if you criticize a black person then you don't like black people you could you see oh they're all angry only only black people are angry and, and this is very standard left wing procedure it's the same thing they do with Soros right it's like well George Soros you're only criticizing him because he's Jewish the th- fact that he I and mean, by the way he is an atheist but the you know mm-hmm. I mean like the no one has there's no criticism of him because he's Jewish like that's that's not right. that's nothing to do with it it's a, right it's, not, it's there's no there's no part of that that connects that's you. That is you coming up with that uh, conclusion. Not me. That's, I, I, mm-hmm. It's you. It's you're saying, oh, well, it must be because he's Jewish. Well, wh- why are you saying that? Right. That's <laughs> not what we're saying. Why are you saying it? And 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 uh, with Waters, it's the same thing here where she absolutely will criticize any any Republican who criticizes an African-American. And she'll say it's because of race. But here she is criticizing an African-American, calling him stupid. Fine. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I kind of tend to think that the color of your skin should not dictate whether that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You should be able to be able to criticize anyone you want, no matter what the color of their skin is, as long as you're not criticizing them for the color of their skin. 
Now you're making crazy talk. I like know. Like back in the 60s with MLK. <laughs> <laughs> that guy said kind of the same thing you just did. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> oh, what a maroon. You have heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and how his pillow has given me a great night's sleep, which I need. Now, from time to time, he'll send me something to try, from pillows to the sheets to the towels. I've loved them all so far. You're the one who have built this into an incredible company and have trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. So Mike wants to do something for you, and that is his Giza Dream Sheets, which are great. He's going to give you an incredible deal. These sheets come with the world's best cotton. They are ah. ultra soft. They're breathable yet extremely durable. And right now, the Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one set free, plus shipping with a promo code back. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love it, and if you don't, send them back. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials to buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the other one free, plus shipping. There's also deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products that you are just going to love as much as I do. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117 and get the great radio specials. A major problem in our country, Pat, which is uh, we have, I believe, 607 billionaires in this nation, mm-hmm. and only three are running for president right now. We need to get that number up. <laughs> I want to get it to at least half. I mean, are they, they just don't care about their country? <laughs> right. The other the other 604 <laughs> they just, don't, just care. don't care. They don't care. Wow. You know, they're just fumbling their way through neurosurgery, probably, with Ben <laughs> probably. Carson. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Uh, Mark Cuban is uh, making some noise. Now, I don't think he's jumping in uh, to, uh, to run for president. I, I mean, do, can we possibly have any more people who are running for president? Well, we could. I guess we could. We I could. keep saying we can't. And then Deval Patrick jumps he, in. Yes. And then Michael Bloomberg jumps in. Uh, who else has jumped in recently? Steyer jumped in late. Yeah. Uh, there has been, it just keeps, they keep coming. Go, uh, the go rumors away. persist that maybe Hillary gets in. I don't know. I don't, I I don't, don't know believe that. Yeah, I believed it for a while. I'm not sure now. We're past the filing deadlines in uh, New Hampshire. But not Iowa. That's not not until the end of the, I think the end of the year, like December 30th or something. Is it really that late? I think it is. Um, So you'd have to skip New Hampshire if you wanted, which is what Bloomberg is doing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Deval Patrick qualified, but I mean, that's, I guess he probably must have because that's his only chance of, of competing. I mean, this is the next door state, even though he still has no chance. Uh, Mark Mark Cuban was asked because uh, people noticed uh, Yahoo Finance that he had uh, registered democracy dot com. Now he's not doing anything with it, hmm. but it, it's democracy dot com. And the question was, well, what are you planning to do with democracy dot com? He says uh, Cuban says that it won't, he registered it because he didn't want it to be used by someone with a political agenda. So he just <laughs> what what <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> okay. Now, he, of course, is the uh, Mavs owner, a guy on Shark Tank. Uh, and he says, you you know, you, could, you should see all the, uh, hmm. the domains I, I own. I rarely sell, sell any. And when he was pressed about it, he said, and you can do this, you can play along right now. If you're in front of your computer, if you're on your phone right now, play along here, Pat. Okay, I'm going to play along. Go to thepresident.com. Uh. Thepresident.com. Just having a tough time. Thepresident.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Oh, it's Access TV. 
Uh, it's his website, Magnolia yeah. Pictures. It's Cu- Cuban Lewis. companies. All uh, the Cuban companies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he asked, can you imagine this guy runs for president? Wow. And he's got his website is thepresident.com. <laughs> That's a solid uh, marketing tactic. Very weird. I don't know. I mean, I feel like huh. Trump has opened this door up and like all these guys think they could be president now. Because they all think do you, th- do you think he's he's considering a I run? Think he, I do think. I mean, he's talked about he has uh, enough, and he, he's, he's talked about I, the fact that he can beat Trump. Yeah, he thinks he thinks so. He thinks he can. There's no way he could. He could, but he thinks he could. He. I don't know where he fits exactly because he. You know, they talked for a while. They're like, oh, he's a libertarian. He's not he's a libertarian. Not libertarian. Uh, um, but he's also, and he's not really a Republican. And he's certainly with this field, definitely not a Democrat. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. He he's. He'd be way to the right of a Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, um, you know, I think so. He, he is a legitimately pro-business guy, but has a lot of policies that you know we wouldn't like as conservatives. You know, big healthcare initiatives and all the other all the mm-hmm. rest. But I mean, at least he's he he has the same the things that you like about Trump, where he's a guy who who is a business person and under and understands those things. He has those attributes, but we already have that guy in office, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. I don't know what the thirst and, would be for a Mark Cuban candidacy at this point. And again, if you're a billionaire, why do you want that job? Oh gosh, I don't even. I don't like you talking about it. A mega pa- patriot, and you believe you're the only one who can fix it. I can understand you taking the shot then. But why would you want this hassle? Why would you open well, up yourself to all of this madness? I wouldn't want anything to do with it. If I was a billionaire, I'm just enjoying my life. Oh my I'm not. Gosh. I'm not running for president. I mean, you know, and you know, I mean, you don't have to be a billionaire. You just have to be massively wealthy to understand that, like earning over twenty nine thousand dollars a year. <laughs> if you are, if well, you I can earn, only dream. I can only dream of yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. No. Uh, but Bernie Sanders thinks you're rich at twenty nine k a year. I mean, I think uh, Mark <laughs> might earn more than that. Uh, it's possible. But when you're a billionaire, think of your life, right? Every decision you've made works out. Mm-hmm. Everything that you think is smart is is smart, and everyone tells you is smart. Yeah. Like you, It's understandable why you'd think you'd be the only guy who could fix whatever problem you're addressing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's why Bloomberg's in there. Trump himself said that's why he was in there. Uh, Steyer, I'm sure, is the same way, and Cuban's probably the same way. I mean, you could find we could get to a point where everybody running for president is a billionaire. <laughs> you get some, we're not that far away, kids. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from CBDistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive, like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, You should, but where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust CBDistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to CBDistillery.com and enter RELIEF for 20% off. Again, enter RELIEF for 20% off at CBDistillery.com. CBDistillery.com. Sign up at blazetv.com using promo code GLEN. To enjoy free speech while it lasts. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
888727 Beck is the phone number. It is Pat and Stu. And for Glenn this week, are you familiar with this Cameo app? Pat? I'm not. No. So it's very it's an interesting app. It basically, it's an app you can go on there and search for your favorite celebrity. And when I say celebrity, many times I would use air quotes uh, when oh, yeah. saying celebrity. So it's like you know that you know the third person Jason killed in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, oh. that guy uh, is almost definitely on there. Was it the teenager in the forest who got the harpoon through his skull? Yes, yes, yes. yes I love him. And, and the good thing was that wasn't real; it was a movie, so he's still alive. <laughs> wow, uh, hasn't done a movie since. Okay, and uh, is available on Cameo. So and, he hasn't learned his lesson about making out in the woods. No. Okay. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, the guy just makes out in the woods all the time. But he can get whoever Idiot. he wants. He makes over twenty nine thousand dollars a year. So this guy can get any lady he wants. And you kind of be honest about it. He can't be that rich, no, can he? No, I don't wow. think so. No. So uh, I, he may not be uh, when you talk about what Cameo is. So Cameo is this idea that you go on, you search for your, your favorite celebrity, and uh, they will make a video for you. Um, a greeting that you can send to whoever we want. And this happens This happens to us sometimes because we are actually below the cameo level of celebrity. But like people who are fans of the show will say, hey, will you send a message to mm-hmm. my sister? It's her birthday and she loves the show. She loves you guys. Will you send him a message? I'd love to for a price, yes. Well, well yeah, and that's what we do. We, we, we give us some cash and, of course, the answer is yes. No, I mean, we do that no, for people that. here and there. And yeah. it's uh, it's one of those things. It's kind of cool. Like, I, you know, I, shows that I like, I would love to get one of those things. It would be kind of cool. So that's basically what Cameo does. It, it, it's, it sets up a market. It uses this thing called capitalism. And it sets up a market for celebrities basically post uh, their availability and what price they will make a video for you. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, example, uh, if you like The Office, there's a few people from The Office who are on Cameo. And you can pay them, you know, like 100 bucks or something like that. It's like a couple hundred bucks maybe for people on The Office. Mm-hmm. And they'll cut a video for your friend who really likes The Office. Right? Kind of, like a, It's kind of a cool idea. It's an easy way for celebrities to throw a couple uh, bucks in their pocket. And it's kind of a nice way to connect with their fans. That's the concept. Uh, so they have everybody from people you'd never know all the way up to some like big sports celebrities are on there. Like, uh, you know, uh, big actors, actresses, musicians, all sorts of things. One of the people on there is Mark McGrath. He's the lead singer of Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Yeah. Are they still around? I mean, I think they're around in that they probably do, you know, retro tours and stuff. Carnivals. But he does. Do, he's uh, done a, state fairs. Yeah. <laughs> he's done a decent amount, though. He He's done, like, <clears> countdown <throat> shows. And I, I want to say he hosted, like, there was Access Hollywood or one of those types oh, of shows yeah, for a while. Something. He, he's mm-hmm. done a decent amount with his career <clears throat> after uh, Sugar Ray and I think is still pretty active. Uh, but he is on uh, Cameo. <laughs> And recently got a request for to cut a video, and I, I think it's the first one of these I've ever seen before. Here's Mark McGrath um, on Cameo from a specific request from a woman who is dating a, a guy long distance. Listen. What's up, Braden? It is Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray, off the charts, but always in your hearts and this cameo was booked by Cheyenne and she wants you to know a few things and this is a little difficult for me to say because it's the first one of these I've done but she wants you to know that you mean a lot to her you mean the world to her but she's having difficulty staying in this long distance relationship (laughs) 
You know, it's tough. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've been on the road for years and I've been with my wife a long time. And the, the biggest arguments, the biggest, you know, obstacles in our relationships is the distance between us. It makes it very difficult when we're on the road um, and it's hard. <laughs> so Cheyenne is trying to let you know, Brayden, that mm -hmm. it's very, very tough for her to stay in this relationship. She still cares about you a lot. <laughs> you never know what the future may hold. And she still wants to be friends with you because obviously she cares about you very, very much. Well, well obviously. You know, yeah. Good luck on your thesis coming up. Good luck on your Probably thesis. Probably not the best timing, Cheyenne, <laughs> when he's doing his thesis. But I understand. You know, you got to work on your thesis and life goes on. And um, so you know, I'm sure there's big things ahead of you in the future, Braden. But Cheyenne cares about you I'm enough sure. to let yeah. you know she cares. that she's thinking about you. But the long huh. distance thing is just a little difficult for her. Okay. And she wants she's... you to stay positive. See she ya. wants you to be friends. <laughs> and she knows that um, you're a fan of the band Sugar Ray, which I'm honored. I wish I was delivering you good news. Yeah, but Hopefully you're I not. I can see you backstage, give you a high five someday, dude. And we can maybe laugh about this sometime. Hopefully we all can. Cheyenne, Braden, all of us. We all can hang out. But uh, <laughs> she wants to be friends right now, bro. The long distance thing's a little difficult. Yeah, you but said that. But she wishes that. you uh, nothing but the best. Mm -hmm. All the love in the world. And do, 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 do your best on that thesis, man. I know it's uh, <laughs> it's tough in the holiday season and um, this is relationships just weird. and all that stuff, man. But you've got big okay. things ahead of you, bro. Yeah, but she wants to be fans. On thesis, friends, right? <laughs> Yeah. You've got a good life in front of you. Okay. All right. On behalf of Mark McGrath uh -huh. and Cheyenne, oh, we love you, you Braden. Yeah. Well, apparently, bro. she All does right. not love him. Uh, but she cares about she him cares enough, about him. enough to have somebody else break up with him for her. And I guess it co this cost about 150 bucks <laughs> to get Mark McGrath to break up with your boyfriend for you. Wow. That is where wow. we are in this wow. society. I love the uh, his analysis is is interesting. <laughs> he's, I mean, the poor guy. He's just trying to get his hundred fifty bucks and get through this thing, right? <laughs> right? I mean, you can't blame the guy. I guess. And that's his first one. What a tough one to do for oh. your first. And be... I love he said. What does he say at the end? Look, if you're doing a thesis, that means you got good things ahead of you. Like, that's not true at all. That's <laughs> not necessarily. Not, that's not it might be true. It might be true, but it might not. What if your thesis is on how great it is to be a white supremacist? You don't have great things ahead of you at all. Uh, and uh, it, it, oh, that man. is like, Awkward. think of how many steps removed that is from the way things are supposed to be done. Like there mm -hmm. is a world in which you know you're supposed to. If you're breaking up with someone, you're supposed to do it in person, right? Yes. If you're not going to do it in person, you got to do it over the phone. If you're not going to do it over phone. You got to do. You go to email. You're not going to do it over email. You go to text. You're not going to go over text. I don't know. You're on like Snapchat. <laughs> if you get through all of those things and you still can't do it, then you pay $150 to the guy from Sugar Ray to break up for you. <laughs> the, the guy who had, what, two hits in 1998? That's, <laughs> that's I got to say, I think amazing. Sugar Ray did better than that. I think they had uh, more hits than that. Did they? Yeah, I think all so. Right. They had a little run there. Yeah. I'm going to look up Sugar Ray. I'm looking him up right now. Because I'm telling you. So Sugar Ray discography. All right. Uh, this is what people want. Every morning. Okay. Every morning went to number three. When it's over. Someday went to number seven. Someday was great. That's a great song. Fall, it, falls Apart. I don't really remember. It was 29. When it's over. See, 29 is not a hit. That's not a hit. So we got three and seven. Right? That's two hits so far. When it's over was kind of a hit. Where'd that, where'd that 13. Peak? 13. 
Nominal. Yeah. Nominal. Okay. Top 15. We'll, right. we'll give him that. I'll say it wasn't we'll as good that. as I would have imagined. Three. Yeah. yeah. So if they had three. Again, if they had five, <laughs> it would be 200 bucks to break up with a boyfriend. <laughs> but yeah, they since like, they only had two and a half. Yeah. It's only 150 bucks. 150 bucks. I mean, that is a weird thing to do. For for a guy like Mark McGrath, who's pretty well known. I mean, say what you will about Sugar Ray. Yeah. You're right. He's been on He's been on game shows or talk shows or something. I mean, he's had a career of some note, right? Yeah. I mean, you know who he is, certainly. They sold several million records, and he's doing breakups with your boyfriend <laughs> from afar for 150 bucks a piece? There's two ways to look at this, right? Wow. That way, which yeah. is a legitimate way to look at this. <laughs> yes. The other thing is, it took him two minutes, and he made $150. Now, I don't know. Is there? There's a lot of things uh, that I... Uh, I mean, $150 for two minutes. That's not... I mean, that's okay. It's a yeah. pretty good rate. It is. You if know? you're doing them all day long. Right, he's not. I doubt you are. <laughs> you gotta be doing a couple people. of things. You know who I want to break up uh, for me uh, is Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. <laughs> a lot of people aren't thinking that. So he was the host, co-host of Extra. That's the show I was thinking of. Huh, okay. Which is a pretty big... For uh, how long? Pretty big uh, gig. Right? Does it say how uh, long? Extra, let's see. Yeah, that is a good gig. He was probably making decent money for that. And he did a lot of these, like, you know, Rock and Roll Jeopardy and, you know, all these other Celebrity Apprentice Season 4. Um, oh. So he's on with uh, Trump then. That's yeah, kind of cool. At one point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, from two, 2004 to 2008. Oh, man. He left, he left Extra to focus on his music career. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Oh, darn it. Probably not the best. Uh, <laughs> that didn't. It didn't really go anywhere. Yeah, and he was a uh, guest uh, judge on American Idol. But these are all like 2005 things that he was doing. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. When people still remembered Sugar Ray, I think we should start record. We should just get cameos and start playing them on the show. We should. We should, and we can expense them to Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> we should try to get liberals on cameo to I say like, nice things about I Glenn. Like that idea. This is, this is a way for Glenn to kind of cross over. Yeah. We'll yes. just keep. What, what can we put things in there? Like, can we get like a known liberal to to endorse Donald Trump on video? Uh, yes, I, I, there's got to be somebody, who, some Hollywood celebrity who will do it for like eighteen dollars. <laughs> What's interesting is when you Google Mark McGrath on the first page, okay, of the Google search results, mm-hmm. three of the eight results are Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath calls cameo breakup video. Uh, he calls somebody paid Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath to dump someone someone's boyfriend. Yeah, well, it's a big, it's a news story that happened. I think this week, right? So it's, right. it's going to be near the top. But I mean, that's what he's mostly mo- known for right now. <laughs> <laughs> now he's going to get these things all the time. What's the most awkward thing you could request? I think that's a... that was pretty awkward. Yeah. What we just saw there was pretty awkward. I wouldn't <laughs> want to do anything more awkward than that. Not for one hundred and fifty dollars. No. Now look. As as a person who one day wants to earn up to twenty nine thousand dollars a year, it's easy to toss away one hundred fifty bucks. I mean, one hundred fifty bucks is nice, mm-hmm. but if you're a big celebrity, you'd think you wouldn't want to necessarily do that, right? Yes, because that doesn't you know it it looks I don't know small time yeah right yeah. it doesn't look like you're a major star for sure no and think about the other side of this like you you are you open up your email or whatever and you get a link in there to a video from a guy who's the lead singer of the band that you like and he starts off he's all excited and then about 30 seconds in you realize you're getting dumped <laughs> that sucks man 
That Especially sucks. if you're a sugary fan, like apparently he was. Uh, and that's why she hired him, because uh, <laughs> that was a nice way to let him down. Hey, here's one of your heroes uh, breaking up with you. Hmm. Uh, weird, weird situation. What a world we live in. <laughs> it's a it's a really strange reality right but now. But this is going to work out well, I think. You yeah, know, I think it is. All these changes, we're, we're going to totally be able to handle them. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. 888-727-BEZK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Shopping this holiday season? Finding the perfect gift from your computer or your tablet or smartphone? That is. That's a breeze. Now, here's the problem with it. All of that online shopping, you're left potentially vulnerable to identity theft. You may miss identity theft just by monitoring your own credit. So you need somebody to watch it. Because somebody stealing your information on the dark web or taking an online payday loan in your name is going to dramatically impact your life in the negative. That's why there's LifeLock. They'll monitor your personal information. And if you have a problem with identity theft, they'll work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock offers something that's perfect for the holidays and beyond. And now until December 8th, you can join and get a special radio discount. Save 30% or more off your first year by using promo code BACK. So call 800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com and use the promo code BACK. That's promo code BACK for 30% or Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, some millennials want to bring an end to the secret Santa office holiday tradition because um, it gives them anxiety. And you don't, you don't want to give anybody anxiety. A British job hunting website reported that millennials find the secret Santa gift exchange to be anxiety-inducing. And Dr. Ashley Weinberg, a psychology lecturer, believes it's the fear of appearing stingy that makes the holiday tradition stressful for them. And you don't want anything to be stressful for these for these millennials. Uh, you don't want them to have anxiety. You don't want them to have stress because, well, they fall apart and they got to go into a cry room or a safe space when that happens. And I, you don't want that. I mean, getting presents isn't a safe enough space. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I will say, like, it doesn't cause me anxiety, but it mm-hmm. isn't my favorite thing. No, I mine either. Say. It's just mine not, either. It's not, I'm fine with them banning that. The study found 78% of millennials felt they contributed more than they should to an office party gift compared to 58% of the rest of the workforce. Uh, Probably anything for some of them is uh, more than they should. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it so much, said Jillian Melly in a recent episode of her show uh, on Fox, uh, after the show show on Fox Nation. People spend too much money uh, around as it is around the holidays. So why are we adding to it? Maybe you should have the conversation with your coworkers. Let's just not do it. Just too much anxiety. Again, there, these things start off. You know, and we like traditions, right? Mm-hmm. We're conservatives. Like mm-hmm. we, that's something that we like. But a lot of these things turn into tradi- traditions and just become hassles, right? Like I, that's true. No one care. Like, look, there's no reason for you to be uh, exchanging presents with your coworkers. 
Uh, if you like them, you like them, you get them something. But you don't. The, the, the Secret Santa thing is ridiculous. I know. We've all got enough family members to worry about, right? Right. And really close friends. Uh, you don't need to do that. You're right. With your coworkers. This is the problem, though. Like, because, you know, you do exchange presents maybe with your close friends. If you don't get presents for people at work, then you're, like, saying they're not your close friends. <laughs> Again, it's silly, right? You should not. It's not the type of thing that makes any sense. You know, you. you, you, It's already enough. Again, Mm -hmm. only a millennial would would describe it as anxiety, but it's it's just irritating. You know, I mean, like there's enough to do. You know, during the holidays, Mm -hmm. if you show up at a party, I feel like you're. It's almost like a charitable donation to go to a Christmas party. Like I just want to stay home in my bed. Me too. You know? Me too. I get 7 p.m. bedtime, <laughs> wake up around 11 a.m., have breakfast, lunch, and quick order. Is that so wrong? Is that so wrong? Uh, that's not so wrong, is it? <laughs> I mean, so I don't want to get up at any point during the day. So what? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with me. It's you as the problem. I think I'm going to be calling in sick to the Christmas party this year. Oh, no, really? Yeah, I'm feeling something coming on. Wow, <laughs> but it's weeks away. <laughs> I know, but this is usually last you Good two, three oh. weeks. <coughs> now I'm in the same room with you. I probably have it, too. You probably have it. Oh, God. Now I can feel it. Come- oh, no. Oh, oh, dang it. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, one more hour left. Chad Prather is going to be joining us, uh, of yeah. course, uh, mm-hmm. from uh, The Blaze TV. He's got a an Epstein special going on uh, tonight. In fact, this whole week, uh, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's uh, he's really going deep into the weird crap Epstein was into. That's kind of his angle on it. Uh, it's interesting for whatever reason, The Blaze has just turned Thanksgiving into Epstein week. Yeah. And I don't think it was intentional. I think it was just a bunch of people just interested in the story kind of doing something up on it at the same time mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a little bit of an odd way to celebrate the holiday but but you know I but mean, interesting interesting because you're gonna find out some fascinating things about epstein and the kind of cult he was sort of doing some weird weird stuff yeah uh that didn't get a lot of press um but kind of deserves it i guess uh but didn't you have a a new stat on Bill Clinton's involvement with him? Because, yeah, so he, yeah, they they said he had, a lot of people are saying 26, 27 yeah. times he was on the plane. It's actually only yeah. six times he was on the plane, and he never went to the island. With any, there's really? no evidence he went to the island. Now, again, it's a private island. Who knows if he actually went there, but right. there's no evidence he actually went to the island. And he was only on the plane with him six times. Six times. But still, it's more than me. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Me too. Mm-hmm. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Hey, uh, some good news because uh, CBS is going to produce a drama based on Stacey Abrams' romance novels. Wait, now, Stacey Abrams, the true... Governor the true governor of, of Georgia. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. She, the election was stolen from her. And uh, even though she lost by 50,000 votes, it was stolen from her. 
I will say this too. Um, you bastards out there who think if Trump loses, there it could be fixed, and you're going to complain about this afterwards. Uh-huh. You bastards. By the way, Stacey Abrams is the rightful governor of Georgia. <laughs> the fact that, they, that the left <laughs> right. continually Elizabeth Warren just says it. She said the other day it was like, oh well, it's it's actually Stacey Abrams' seat and it was taken from her. Like, no, that is not what <sighs> happened. That is not what happened. She gosh. lost. Right. She lost the election. It's over. Get over it. <laughs> they can't. They can't. They won't. Mm-hmm. So in uh, 2004, she published a book, and she's done several since, but uh, this one was under the name Selena Montgomery, one of eight novels she's written under that name. The book was entitled Never Tell, and it follows the tale of a criminal psychologist with a dark past who works with an investigative journalist who is searching for a serial killer in New Orleans. So CBS is doing a full series on this. Uh, Pretty amazing. Mm. We were able to uh, get a few excerpts from a few of her books. Not just Never Tell, but we we do have that as well. I'm interested in this because this is something the left gets to do that the right would never be able to do. Right, right, right. right. No one cares uh, about about Stacey Abrams and her romance novels. Nobody cares about them. No one. (laughs) There's no reason for this series to exist, right? Right. There's absolutely no chance of it being good. Nobody's ever heard of Stacey Abrams' romance novels. How much money did Netflix give Barack Obama to produce television shows? Well, some rumors have it at $100 million. Others at fifty million, but it, it, whatever it was, it was, a lot. It was tens a lot. of millions, tens of, millions of, dollars. of dollars for what? Yeah. What? What have they proven? Well, they did that Chinese thing, you know, the uh, Chinese companies uh, in America, or Chinese workers in America. What was it called? I don't know. I did I not watch say. it, so I I don't remember the title. But yeah, they got a lot of money for that. A lot of money for that. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see. Um, you're you're going to really be excited about the series when you hear. Uh, her incredible writing skill. Uh, these are a few <laughs> sentences I can read out of paragraphs. Uh, this one from Sebastian Kane and Dr. Caitlin Lida in Secrets and Lies. Ooh. Her book, Secrets and Lies. Sounds saucy. And uh, this is a pair. I can read part of one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Not the full sentence. No, I can't. No, but... With urgency, she accepted him, fascinated by the power. And for a moment, she wavered, wondering if she was prepared. In the next second, she knew she never could be. <laughs> so this Tell is me that's like, not powerful. Like Tell me. Really bad versions of like the, <laughs> the trash at like airports. Yes. And the, that you get at a... At a yes. <laughs> With Fabio yes. on the cover? The $5 rack. Yeah. Uh, at an airport. And I guess, like, this has uh, been Fifty Shades of Grey has made this into a somewhat of an industry. Is, is that what she's right. going for here? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Mm. Now, from her book, Hidden Sins, <laughs> there are two sentences I can read from a paragraph. Oh. Yeah, so two this is exciting. Sentences. Two this full is... sentences. Uh, Watch me love you. He commanded silently. Wait, how did he... How did it come? Wait, he commanded silently? Wait, hold on. Wait, watch me love you. Watch me love you. He commanded silently. That's a good point. I guess with his look. 
Yeah, but you could, steely some, like, gaze? you could say, hey, come over here silently because yes. you could like wave your arm or you could. How would you say, what is it again? Watch me love Watch you. Watch me love you. No, you're supposed to just get that from the look he's giving you. What is that look? I don't know what that expression is. It's a lot of expressions. I'm not the human face. I'm can... not going to attempt it here on radio. No, please and TV don't. Because, I don't want you yeah, to watch. It would me be love obscene. You. It'd be obscene. Okay, and I'm not going to do it. But watch me love you. He commanded silently. <laughs> like she just came up with. Her, she had a random collection of words, and she just thought silently went there. Like he has to do that audibly. He can only command that audibly. Yeah, but you let me get to the next sentence. I can't get past the silently thing. It's driving me crazy. Know that I will always be a part of you. Now, I don't know if he actually spoke that out loud. It doesn't say. Or if that was silently as well. You know, all good writers explain that com- completely. Yes, they uh, do. They do. They always mm-hmm. say exactly how they commanded a thing, <laughs> if it's audibly or silently. And she didn't do that here. It's a big mistake. Uh, right. First thing you learn in writing class. Make sure you say how people are commanded. <laughs> are they commanded audibly or are they commanded silently? I, who knows? This is on the level of, um, uh, are you familiar with the podcast, uh, My uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno? No. No. <laughs> it's, it is amazing. It's, the story is the this guy finds out that his dad has been writing these types of books he just decided because of like Fifty Shades of Grey to start writing like an, an X-rated novel. He, this guy's dad. So what they decided to do for a podcast is for all of them. And it's, I think it's an HBO show now, too. It's a really big podcast. But they decided to do is it's like three people and they just sit around and they he reads the entire book. Think of your dad. And it's really filthy. I mean, it is filthy, but horribly written like stacy abrams level writing so it's really funny it's, so he's making fun of his dad he's making fun of his dad and it's just uh, so awkward because you're reading like the <laughs> sex fantasies of, of your, your dad. dad and then at the same Oof. time no thank you he doesn't seem to really understand the female anatomy all that well so <laughs> so he writes things you're like does he think that's how this works <laughs> <laughs> it's it's utterly unbelievable, but it's the, about the level of writing from Stacey Abrams here. There's one more sentence. Oh, from oh this. sorry. Okay. Before we get to uh, take a break, uh, are you commanding seconds. me audibly right now to stop I'm commanding talking? you audibly? Okay. Yes, because I got to get to this line because it's powerful. Sighs and pleas and moans mingled in enthralled chorus. Right? Is that beautiful or what? Sighs. Sighs. And, and please, and please, and moans, and moans mingled. They mingled in an enthralled chorus. So apparently, there was a choir in there in the bedroom with them, right? That they were singing while the act was happening. And what she doesn't include there, it was all silent. <laughs> <laughs> all the sighs and moans and pleas were. They were silent. silently commanding. Yes. the chorus to sing. She should have included that. Because I don't know if I heard it. I, that, I, when I'm picturing this, I can't think of, am I hearing things or is it quiet? It's it's hard to figure out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because she doesn't specifically mention whether this is allowed or silent in this particular passage. Wait, hold on. I just commanded you silently to go to a commercial break. And I picked it up. <laughs> See, it can happen. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. 
And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security. But you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. You know what? There should be a podcast for Stacey Abrams' uh, romance yes. novels. That we would be a we... massive hit. I would totally buy the rights just to do that. That would be fun. <laughs> that would <laughs> be <it>? fun. <laughs> now, does, does the guy's dad on the podcast you were talking about, yeah. does he know he's being made fun of by his son? He does now. I, I think. I think he, I don't know if he did at the very beginning. And event, is he upset about it? Or? I, you'd think he because they really yeah. wreck the writing because the writing is really what's funny about it because he's, he's just a guy who's like seemingly just throwing in a bunch of sexual things he's heard of in in random order, <laughs> um, and it's not like a it's not well written at all. So the book is really really funny just to hear, and that's what they're making fun of most of the time. Um, but the guy, I think the dad, it started off as like a self published book that he wrote under a pen name. God, the the pen name is really funny too. I can't think of it. Uh, it's like it's like I want to say it's like Rocky Flintstone or something like that. Is his pen name? You're writing a sex book under the name Rocky Flintstone. It's something like that. Anyway, so he, uh, I think he released it and it was it was going to sell like zero copies. He like released self published it on Amazon or something. And because of this podcast, now it's sold a ton. It's turned into an HBO show and they made a ton of money off of it. Really? Yeah. And I don't know. Wow. Like, the name of the oh, God. I mean, I just it's if you don't mind super graphic uh talk in this manner it is an incredible listen but they have um the name of the <laughs> reminding all these details the name of the book i think is called belinda blinked belinda is the mm-hmm. sex object belinda is the name of the sex object in this movie and she's a salesperson who works in the pots and pans industry <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like it was not written to be nope. intentionally funny, which is why it's really funny. Wow. Uh, it is an amazing adventure. The pots and pans industry. Pots and industry. pans industry. So she, like every mm. single scene is like this, you know, sultry uh, salesperson who's selling pots and pans meets with someone and then does things to get the sale to go through is the basic concept of the book. Like she seems to do a lot of sexual favors to sell more pans. <laughs> <laughs> it is. is it based on a true story yes it is yeah, of course okay. yeah it is. Right. it's a documentary Good. yeah mm-hmm. now that doesn't seem to compare to this though okay. from i mean this guy's got nothing on stacy abrams does he she's written eight romance novels eight. eight how many has this guy written i think maybe now by right now probably eight they're making a lot of money off of it okay in this is from the CBS movie that's coming up. It's actually not a movie. It's a series. Mm-hmm. CBS is doing a full series on 
the book Never Tell by Stacey Abrams. Although that's not the name she goes by. She has a pen name. Uh, Rocky Flintstone? <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, here's another passage that I, that I actually can read some of. I went to four sentences out of this. <laughs> this isn't right. You don't know what you want. What you need. I can't take advantage of that. I won't. She cut off his denial. No. I've never been with anyone before because I've never wanted anyone before. Which is why this is a mistake. You need time. More time. His appeal was desperate. Stay. And I may never let you go. I'm yours. The words Wait. were erotic threat. Voluptuous Wait. promise. A- erotic Erotic threat. threat. Voluptuous wow, promise. A, what a wonderful voice for the Me Too movement. <laughs> that great. For someone writing a book about an erotic threat. Unbelievable. Now, did they say it's you had to read it that fast, or was it just awkward to read? It was just awkward to read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, you read that like it was a disclaimer at the end of a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was having a hard time getting through it. No, I Maybe Al Gore would have a better time getting it. This isn't right. <laughs> You don't know what you want, what you need. <laughs> I can't take advantage of that. I won't. <laughs> she cut off his denial. Mm. No, I've never been with anyone before because mm. I've never wanted anyone before. <laughs> Guys, Is it any sexier with Al? It's a tad sexier <laughs> with Al. And what did she cut off? His denial? His denial. Okay. Yeah. Make sure his, that was not some weird de- word for... Something else. I, oh, I got nervous for no. Okay. Yeah, denial. Right. Yeah, all right. More in sixty seconds. I needed new blinds. I knew I could save a ton of money if I put them in myself, but I was nervous about measuring right and then installing them. That's why I went to Blinds.com. I'd heard their ads on the radio, how they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, but I still had to install them. So I called in my design consultant, Carla. She talked me through it all, from picking the right blinds to installing them. Plus, the online design consultation was free. Samples were free. Shipping was free. My home looks perfect. Huge Black Friday savings are happening now at Blinds.com. With up to 50% off blinds, shades, plantation shutters, and more. You heard that right. Up to half off. Go to Blinds.com now through November 29th for huge Black Friday savings and up to 50% off. Plus, get an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. That's up to 50% off absolutely everything. Plus an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You mentioned, uh, well, you you read as Al Gore moments ago, right? Uh, you know, he was on with Seth Meyers the other day. Recently, yeah, yeah. I haven't and seen Al in a long he time. He's been doing a lot. No, you know, remember in two thousand sixteen, we were mildly convinced that Hillary Clinton was going to like drop out of the race and Al Gore was going to step in at the last right, minute because he felt like a rock star then. It's kind of faded since then. Yeah, I, I don't know that if he jumped into this race, anybody would care. But I think it. 2016 people would have. Or 2012, they would have. Yeah. He was still sort of a big celebrity guy, even up to probably 2008, 2012. 2016, it had faded. Maybe, yeah. And now I think it's really faded. The theory, this is when a lot of the Hillary Health stuff was going on, and people were talking about, if she drops out, what do they do? Right. Um, And 
we were saying they got to go they're going to go white knight right they're going to find some guy mm-hmm. it's the same thing i think happens here like let's say joe biden wins the nomination goes through the process and then some big scandal breaks he has to drop out or he doesn't feel like he can physically do the the you know the uh, campaign anymore or be president whatever happens god forbid a health problem whatever it is and he decides to drop out of the race you can't just pick the person who finished second. You can't just pick Bernie or you can't pick, uh, you know. No. Uh, it, it's a weird thing. Usually what they'll do is go outside of the entire system. I think at that point you got to go Richard Gephardt. I, you I think, think Dick Gephardt is the I guy? I think Dick Gephardt is your man at that I point. feel like Dick yeah. Gephardt should always be the nominee yeah. for the Democrats. <laughs> yeah, I, think I don't so know why. Too. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, I would say, like, the, the person who now fits that role probably better than anyone else is Michelle Obama. Definitely. Right? Like oh, the my per, gosh. A person that who would, would just be step in. They would unite the Democrats. They'd all be excited about it. That'd be she horrific. Could relate, she could raise money like nobody else. And the thing with Michelle Obama is the longer the microscope is on her, the more likely she is to make a mistake. Yeah. And she, But if she steps in in you know, September and has a month to go through this, she might be able that to That would be last. helpful to her, I think. Yeah. And that's, that's a scary possibility for it a is. lot of people. I mean, Bill O'Reilly's been on the show and said if she ran, she would definitely beat Trump. I kind of feel that way too. I she's got seventy three percent approval rate. Yes, yeah. that was seventy three percent. Nobody has that. No, but that would change as soon as she became a candidate. I, I but, hope so. Um, but I, I and I do think that she's not tested at the level of a presidential candidate. No, and it's she possible she could be terrible. She at actually it. really didn't do well for Barack in no. two thousand eight. They had to take her off the campaign trail. But eight years as first lady and yeah, a, a lot of high profile her, stuff. Maybe. She probably can handle it better than she did then. She was pretty bad on the campaign trail bad. initially. Yeah. They pulled her pretty much pulled her off and said, Yeah, you know what you should do is stop talking. <laughs> Please. Yes. Yes. I mean, we've got John McCain to beat here. I think we can handle it if you just don't say things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and which mm-hmm. which they did. He was on uh, Gore though was on with the uh, with Seth Meyers, and they were talking Green New Deal. Listen, uh, the Green New Deal lays out a lot of the things you've been talking about yeah, for yeah. a very long time. Um, uh, are are you impressed by it? And are you also a little jealous you didn't come up with a name? Because the Green New Deal is a real good I think name. It's a, I think it's a great brand and a great oh, name. And you know, my friend Tom Friedman actually used Friedman. that phrase some years Friedman. back. But I think it's a, I, I think it's genius it's, it's because it genius. does a couple of things. Yeah. It manages to com- communicate it, the reality communicate. that the solutions to the climate crisis are going to have to be big on the scale of the New Deal. It also conveys that there are lots of jobs involved. We can get our country being more prosperous on a sustainable basis while we solve the climate crisis. What you notice about Al Gore there is he turns one syllable words into three. It's got to be big. <laughs> what did you just say? It's got to be big. You know what's weird is his his voice is getting closer to your impression. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I noticed that too. It yeah, is. that's yeah. really interesting because because uh, the, the Thomas Friedman thing he does there. Friedman. Friedman. Like, it's like. <laughs> There's effort going on to get that name out. Definitely. Can we hear this one more time? Listen to the Thomas Friedman. He really, it takes a while. Listen. Uh, the Green New Deal lays out a lot of the things you've been talking about yeah, for yeah. a very long time. Um, uh, are, are you impressed by it? And are you also a little jealous you didn't come up with a name? Because the Green New Deal is a real good I think name. It's a, I think no it's one a else great likes. brand and a great name. And you know, my friend Tom Friedman actually used that phrase <laughs> friend back. Friedman. But I think it's a, I, I think it's genius because it genius. does a couple All right, of stop. It's our you voice. It's that thing. Yeah. You know, where he, where he draws things out. 
Friedman, <laughs> Eth your wife. <laughs> Very it's weird. Not, it's a weird thing. Um, it's a weird thing. The other thing I noticed there is he kind of takes a shot at AOC there. Yeah, he call, he calls the plan genius, which I don't know if yeah. you know this. It's not. But he does not let her have credit for the name. He Actually, my name, my friend Tom Friedman said it first. <laughs> Tom Friedman said it several years ago. And look, it's not. Don't let's not act like this amazing genius thing. Number one, it wasn't good enough branding to get past. I right. mean, it not, oh none of it's gosh. real. In fact, it's been yeah. it's largely a joke among many many people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's partially because of the way they rolled it out, but it's also a disaster financially. Well, it's only ninety three trillion dollars, according to many estimates, that's it? which is almost. It's only about double almost the all the money in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's well a about lot. one and a half times that's a little all more the than, money in the world. More than average. Yeah. More than $29,000 a year, a l- which is just a lot a of little money. Bit. Yeah. I mean, it is. But $93 trillion is just a tad more. Just a tad. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from cbdistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive, like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, You should, but where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust CBDistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to CBDistillery.com and enter RELIEF for 20% off. Again, enter RELIEF for 20% off at CBDistillery.com. CBDistillery.com. The only Green New Deal that matters for you is available right now. Subscribe to blazetv.com today and save some green and your sanity. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Uh our very own uh, Chad Prather doing a really cool special all this week. Uh did it last night, has it tonight, and then tomorrow night. Three parter. Three part series on the weirdness of Jeffrey Epstein. Now that's not the name of it. Uh <laughs> but Chad joins us now. Hey Chad. Hey, good morning, Pat. Yeah, there's a lot of weirdness there. Yeah. Um, in fact, he he kind of had a cult or something to himself. Didn't he want to impregnate a bunch of women and send them all over the world with his seed? <laughs> something to that yeah, effect. Well, what, <laughs> you know, people hear this stuff and they think that it's pure fiction because it reads like something out it of a does. Michael Crichton novel. Mm-hmm. And we were, we were you know, as, as Candace Ortiz, uh, you know, our edi- editorial producer was doing research, we were looking into these things, and we discovered that one of the things that Epstein found was that they were collecting the sperm of Nobel Prize recipients, and they were uh, putting it together in a lab because they felt that the world was getting 
dumber, and that is their word, quote, dumber. And I, I have to agree with them in that regard. <laughs> but what they were doing is they were wanting to start this whole new, uh, this whole generation of, uh, of smart people. And they were going to, and so Epstein heard this. Now, first of all, what you have to understand for a guy who accomplished so much, based on his history, Epstein was not a smart people. <laughs> he was not a smart guy. He, he was a college dropout that was a horrible math and science teacher at the high school level. And so when you learn more of these things about it, that's exactly what he wanted to do. He wanted to, to generate a whole world of, uh, of Epsteins out there, and that's what he was going to do. He was going to bring – we're going to talk about that tonight on the special. Uh, the, tonight's episode is called The Devil Has Blue Eyes, and, and that was their whole thing is they were going to bring in 20 girls at a time, impregnate them. They had to sign away all rights to the child, and it was going to be raised by, of course, Epstein and his – uh, Jelaine Maxwell, who was sort of the, the queen to his whole chess set there that made all the connections for him and kind of ran the, the ring. He wanted to raise so 20 children crazy. by himself with Giselle? <laughs> really? Well, obviously, you, you, you know, one would think he would have some help out there. But, I mean, that, that when you start seeing how big it is, it really is cult-like. Wow. Uh, and, and that's one of the things that people don't realize. And that's, that's the dangerous place that we kind of stepped into uh, – because we start talking about the King Ranch in New Mexico, a lot of people think of the King Ranch in Texas, two totally different things. Of course, Bruce King was at one time the governor of New Mexico, and they passed down political positions like family heirlooms in New Mexico. They owned most of not only New Mexico ranch lands, but they also are the major producer of corn in the U.S. So they're a big, big family. And in most interviews, when they talk about the King Ranch, and I'll tell you why that's significant in a second, they actually bleep out that name. They bleep out the King name. But Epstein's New Mexico compound, of course, we know about the Virgin Islands, the Little James Island that he flew, you know, the Lolita Express to. What they don't know is that he had a 10,000-acre compound with a 27,000-square-foot home right in the middle of the King Ranch. You could not get to it unless you went over it or through the King Ranch. So he, in essence, isolated himself with one of the most political families, most powerful families in New Mexico. It was like building a, a moat around your ranch. With, with You were completely inaccessible. Uh, and, and now we're starting to see these pictures that are emerging from you know the King uh, for, I should say, what he called the Zorro Ranch there in the middle of New Mexico. So that's where he was going to do that. Uh, it's a pretty creepy place when you think about just down the road there is a there is a a, a, a therapy place for uh, Catholic priests that were caught in pedophilia. Uh, there is a home for orphans that was co-founded by Prince Charles. There's a number of different things. It's, it's of course where they not far from where they tested the atomic bombs and again set up a lot of the Nazi war criminals that they brought in to do genetic testing and, and create these things. So New Mexico is a place for cryogenics, eugenics, and transhumanism, which is exactly what he's trying to accomplish in bringing these kids in. So there's so many things that people don't know about the life of Jeffrey Epstein that are weird. They think, well, here's a guy. He's dead. We're glad he's dead. But his legacy lives on in a big way because he was not doing these things by himself. And the people he was doing it with are still very much alive. And so that's kind of the angle we tell the story from. And honestly, Pat and Stu, whenever we tell this story, the average American, would, they look at the memes or they say Epstein didn't kill himself, and that's all. We have a good chuckle at that. But most people can't even tell you where Epstein got his money from, 
mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a big story that's under the surface that a lot of people don't know. We know about the guy who was convicted as a as a as a child predator, as a sex offender in the late 2000, uh, 2006, 2007, 2008. We know about that guy who really never served any time, never even reported to a parole officer. Uh, but it's how he reinvented himself after that by associating with the Elon Musks, the Bill Gates, the Stephen Hawkins of the world. These are the people that – and I'm not accusing them of any form of pedophilia, of course, but it was how he tried to rebuild his influence, and ultimately the goal for him was immortality. It's really – it's a weird story. First of all, I don't even know how one would go about – obtaining the seed from nobel prize winners i don't know was there a process is there a website that you go to for that chad i i don't even know how that occurs you know my first thought my first thought is i wanted to question barack obama (laughs) (laughs) maybe he's got a uh, it's it's funny it's i i because he really tried to rebuild his credibility after the arrest by by these yeah. sort of like association he would try to find the he donated tons of money to um uh, universities and uh, centers uh, that were um on the cutting edge of science and tried to kind of play himself off as the scientist when he i mean he wasn't uh and he tried to do this thing where he just basically tried to associate himself uh back into the good graces of up uh, you know fine st- upstanding society it, it sort of worked for a long time it worked well, and that's interesting. Uh, we go back to where we started from. Here's a college dropout who's now associating himself, and they're actually identifying almost as a colleague in Harvard science schools. Uh, you know, he donates $40 million. Chad? To what he oh. was kind of into. And not only that, they've never given a dime back. MIT actually received a large donation. They started giving some money back to disassociate themselves. But you're talking about a guy who's who's basically his uh, madam, if you will, his his child procurer, his female procurer, uh, Jelaine Maxwell, who is still at large. We don't really know where she is. Uh, you know, she was at Hillary Clinton's. I'm sorry, not Hillary. She was at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. She's mm. been on three or four vacations with uh, Chelsea Clinton. Uh, This is a person who was highly associating, and it wasn't just about wealth. It was about being able to have secrets. His wealth was really not in money as much as it was in being able to buy people's secrets, and those are the secrets we still don't know. We're starting to see things get uncovered with with Prince Andrew. I find it somewhat humorous that now the queen is stepping in and, and won't let him have his 60th birthday party because of this. Uh, and, and this is a guy who just last week on the BBC was talking about how much he doesn't like to pate. You know? yeah. <laughs> so now, guess what? Good thing you don't like to party because you're not getting one. Uh, and, and so there's some there's – some, where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's things that are there. And that's what we've tried to do in these three episodes to say, look, yeah, he may be dead. He may be on an island with a facelift. We don't know. But the legacy of it and the danger of it still lives on. So how did how did he make most of his money? Where did, where did that billion come from? Well, you know, so first of all, what he did was he got into Bear Stearns. Uh, he was a he was a high school tutor. He he was having inappropriate relationships at the high school. He was at the Danbury School, which is a very elite school in New York. He was having inappropriate relationships with the students. He was a terrible teacher. He tried to make extra money on the side. 
uh, he gained the attention of someone named Lynn Keppel. Her father was actually the CEO at the time of Bear Stearns. He liked his uh, moxie, so to speak. He liked his hustle, and so he was doing really, really well at Bear Stearns uh, the first year and only year he was there, and then he decided to resign, even though he was just killing it financially for them. Uh, he resigned, saying he was going on to bigger and better opportunities, and that's the first sign you see of his M.O., and that is he was taking Bear Stearns' money and using it to buy influence. So he was giving people loans, in essence embezzling, but he wasn't keeping the money for himself. He was buying influence with powerful people, and he started the J. Epstein Company. He associated himself with numerous people like uh, Wes Wexner, uh, Les Wexner, I'm sorry, uh, who owns, of course, um, things like The Limited and Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret. And he and, and Wexner would even and this is just one example. Wexner would turn all of his assets over to Epstein as a financial counselor, mm. and Epstein would even replace people on their, their advisory board that were family members. And he'd say, "No, you don't need that person." And then these multimillionaires would come to Epstein, and he would say, "You have too much money. It's too dangerous. People are going to steal it from you. So let me manage it for you." <laughs> it's so. In essence, he was stealing their money. <laughs> and so wow. this, this is the thing that, it, it, you know, he winds up with like $460 million after being involved with the Hoffenberg uh, Ponzi scheme, which is the world's biggest Ponzi scheme that we've ever known. Hoffenberg, of course, goes to jail for 18 years. Uh, um, uh, Epstein doesn't see a day in jail. Yeah. And, of course, it was the New York City mm-hmm. Municipal Court who's there. Guess who appointed those? That, that court, of course, it was uh, Bill Clinton, who was president at the time. It's so it's so weird. And you, you make such a great point on how he used. It wasn't about his money. It was about the way that he, he sort of like was willing to cross lines like crazy in every part of his life, but do it with a respectable face, so people could associate yeah. with this really rich guy who seemed really accomplished and smart, and no one would suspect that behind the scenes he was. He was willing to cross all these lines. I mean, you look at the stuff he did in Miami with the girls. It's not just like he was hooking up with young girls. The guy built a gigantic system to allow himself with recruitment, with uh, how to import them, how to hide it, what to ask for. They had a whole system. I mean, even go to when he's in prison and he's supposed to be in, 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 uh, in, in a cell and doesn't want to be in a cell. So he pays his way to have lawyers be there basically every minute he's awake. So he's in meetings with lawyers and he doesn't actually have to stay in the cell. This is before his death. I mean, he, he was a way he was able to bend and break rules to create systems to allow uh, otherwise respectable people to do uh, uh, things that are not respected. <laughs> yeah. And you take you take someone like Bill Gates, who is on record of saying, you know, hey, he's a very interesting guy with very interesting ideas. Uh, You know, when Stephen Hawking is hanging around, these guys, they weren't interested in his brain. They were interested in his influence and his money in that regard uh, of the things that he could get done with his his charm. And even when he was in prison before he died, there would be people who other prisoners who would have one hundred dollars here and there that would just show up in their commissary account. And it was coming from Epstein. Yeah. So even when he was in jail, he was buying influence and buying these favors. Um, the special is three three nights, uh, and you can watch all of it on demand. Uh, the last one airs tomorrow. The second part is tonight. 
If you go to blazetv.com, use the promo code CPS, Chad Prather Show, CPS, uh, and you'll get a, a discount there. And you got to check this out because this is going really deep into this. Uh, you're going to know way more than everybody else on this story uh, if you watch these three parts. Chad Prather, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Talk tonight at 6, I think, Central? Is it 6, six right? Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, definitely right. check that out. That's, uh, that's going to be fascinating. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security. But you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. It's Epstein week on the Blaze. Uh-huh. Yay! Really interested to see that Chad Prather st- uh, special. Sounds really good. Really good. Um, and that's... Uh, Guy was a freak. Yeah. Not Chad. In, uh, Jeffrey right, Epstein. Right, yes. Yeah. In so many ways, he was a freak. <laughs> he was. Uh, Again, not Chad. No, not Chad. Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, Chad maybe too. I, I, mean, I wouldn't put it I, past yeah, him. I, I don't Just know. not in the same way that right. Jeffrey Epstein it Hopefully was. Hopefully not. Def- I would say definitely not on that one. Uh, so, uh, by the way, you can go to blazetv.com, uh, use the code CPS for a chat special. Uh, they have, um, now 45% in polls now believe Jeffrey Epstein was murdered and did not, uh, kill himself. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty common. I, I know Steven Crowder did a special last night as well on, uh, Epstein and he tried to simulate the, uh, he, they built a replica of the cell and actually he tried to hang himself. He talked about it on the air yesterday. Uh, do not try this at home. Uh, and he, he, his, you have to watch the special because uh, it's very funny. And also you do actually learn a little bit about how difficult this would be. I mean, he, he had to do all sorts of crazy things to even come close to the amount of pressure you would need for the bones breaking. It was very suspicious. Mm. And I still don't understand how it's true, though. I mean, you look at like the AP is reporting, you know, this, this conspiracy theory is, is blowing up. 45% of people now believe it. Um, and is it, it, it just seems like so many weird things happening that it's not even a conspiracy theory. Yeah. But they say that, uh, not only is there, uh, a, uh, he was by himself in the cell. He had no roommate. Uh, he, that's because they moved his roommate, right? His cellmate. Right there. So there's no one in the cell though. Just that could hours do before he killed himself. And they talk a lot about the cameras being out and to see in the cell, which I think mm-hmm. is true. However, there were cell, there were cameras in the hallway where his cell was, and they say video surveillance confirms that nobody entered the area where Epstein was when he was locked in a cell. Mm. And the cell would have had to have been opened by a remote location by a guard and another 
door by a guard. Both of those had cameras on it, and that didn't seem to happen. What if the killer came in through the ceiling like Tom Cruise on Mission Impossible? God, they don't even address that. He lowered himself, strangled the guy, broke his neck, and went sucked right back up into the ceiling. They don't even mention Tom Cruise in this article. They don't even mention that. I think it probably was Tom Cruise himself. So convenient. Mm. (laughs) You're listening to 